You're listening to Chew On That, and here's what we're chewing on today. Now, I wonder what it is that you do in your life that's because of a deficiency that you got. You think that it's a problem. God thinks it's a deficiency. And if you would just offer it up to him, if you would just, if you would just keep it real. So I, I asked Pastor Shane, I said, I don't want to be negative in 2022. Not, not one time. I don't want to make fun of nobody. I don't want to look at their outfit. I, I just, I want to keep it clean. And I need you to hold me accountable. So my lady and I, we came up, we came up with a little code word that she's been using in times that I've been negative. Anytime I'm negative, she says, negative. <laughs> Isn't that so creative? <laughs> but it's slowly been working. And so now, now as, as I stop saying stuff, I stop thinking stuff. Because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. And so if I don't want to say it, I don't have to change my mouth. I have to change my heart. And so now when I see people, what I'm trying to do to keep myself from being negative is rather trying to pick out the things that are crazy about them. I try to pick out the things that are cool about them. I try to talk, ooh, that, that. And so now it's starting to shift the way that I look at things because here's what I know. I can't experience breakthrough in 22 until I break that in my life. And what is it for you? What are you going to do? What are you not going to do? What are you going to change so that you can get a breakthrough in 22? And here's something practical that you can do. You can start your year off by joining us on our yearly fast. We start off our year every year with a 21 day fast. It's just 21 days where you deprive yourself of something. Anyway, we decided to start ours a little later this year. It actually starts tomorrow. So if you started two days ago, <laughs> it's, this one is January 3rd through 24th, 21 days of fasting for breakthrough. We're going to call it 21 for 22. Incidentally, you know uh, what helps you push for breakthrough is remembering what you've already broken through. And so I want to talk about that today with a message we're calling I Am Forgiven. Welcome to Chew On That. My name is Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. Hey, this week we're going to be discussing week number 12 from the sermon series, The Book of Ephesians. Again, my name is Keith, and joining me today, today, today is a good show. Today, and, and I know I, I open a lot of my intros with that because, well, quite frankly, the people I bring onto the show are, are, are cool people. And people that like, when they talk, I listen, but this show is special. And, and I know I'm going to introduce them and then you're going to be like, is this just cause you couldn't find a guest this week? And, the, and, and if, if I'm going to be honest, a little bit of that is, yeah, yeah. It's the new year. It was a little challenging to get a guest. We, we record this podcast on, on Monday or Tuesday morning. So sometimes it's a little tricky uh, to get a guest in, 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 uh, in, in, a, in a podcast studio in, in the morning. Um, so with all that said, let's get really stoked and excited. It is a classic host show. And what does a host show mean? My guests today are Nancy. Now, you know, Nancy, cause she hosts this show. I do say hi, Nancy. Hi, Nancy. Why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Oh, um, I wonder if I've done that, even though I've hosted the show for a couple months. Have you? I don't actually know. I remember I distinctly, have. and by distinctly, I, I, I'm pretty sure I did uh, on the first week that I did it with Scott. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. maybe maybe I did. So if I if I haven't, or if you haven't listened to one that I've hosted and explained who I am, I'm Nancy. I'm married for 15, 16 years, and have three kiddos, and I'm the marketing director here at Life Church. That's, that's yeah, that sums pretty it up pretty it. good. She yeah. And she does a, a handful of podcasts uh, with... 
under the life church cloak. I do. And they're all good. And um, if you're not listening to those, I, I would highly advise you to listen to the shows that Nancy is the host for. <clears throat> our, our, our third guest, second guest, third person in, third person on the table, <laughs> second guest in the room. Uh, long time, long time listener, first time caller, uh, Pastor Dallas Cox. Hi, hi, <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so much excitement from Pastor Dallas. I am. Hey, hey how are you? What do you think he pastors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They put me with the kids. They say, hey, <laughs> hey, go hang out with the children. Teach them about Jesus. Okay, I will. <laughs> and so I called this a host show. So like, this is a show that just has the hosts. And truthfully in 22, I want to have this chemistry happen more often. Um, not because of like the lack of guests, because I think the guests are uh, such a critical uh, point of the show because you're hearing perspectives from people that don't, that aren't doing ministry for a profession mm -hmm. that this isn't like, they don't, I, I I'd like to say they are living and breathing the ministry, uh, the, the ministry life. Yeah. But truthfully, I mean, they have day jobs. They have right. the, like ministry is something that they do passionately yeah. because they're called to it. Uh, whereas, whereas the table right here, we do it like, this is our, this is our nine to five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or this is our nine to Nine to, nine, nine to, to six, nine to six, nine to seven. And then we, again at 8 PM. Yeah. 10. We, we talked about this pre-show that like Nancy, um, in particular, just Nancy works a lot. So, hours. so if we don't have a guest, we're just going to use that, you know, Hey, Hey, that's our passion. Okay. This is my job. Yeah. Okay. So hey, I've been, job, I've been so doing be this and we had no list. So yeah. I'll tune on this by myself because Hey, it's what I do. And so, it's, but I do feel like, like you could totally host the show as yourself, as the guest. And you just, could definitely have a conversation get, with yourself. Yeah, I would do different so voices. Fun. Oh my gosh, it would be amazing. Have Arnold come? Yes, your Australian accent. You have a good- I have my Australian accent come. <laughs> hey, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you had me on chill on that. There's Came down to the States. There's people in the room now. Yeah. Just, you know, it's- <laughs> oh my God. And so funny, funny story before we, I haven't even said why Dallas is here. Yeah. Um, but funny story on a side, side, sidebar is Nancy has this uh -oh. accent that she thinks she's really, really like. I do. <laughs> I think it's such a good accent. It's so good. I feel like I sound like Adele. Well, it, it is good for like one dialect. Yeah. And, but that she uses that accent for every single dialect. She's yeah. like, Oh, you guys need a Swedish accent. I got one. <laughs> It's the same accent. You, you need a SoCal one? I got a SoCal no, accent. And everybody around the office thinks <laughs> no. that I don't have a good accent. But no, it's gr it's really good, but it's, it's like, I, th I think it's one, just a community. It's just one. And not worldwide. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Whereas Dallas can be like six different people. Well, I know every time I do a British accent, I have to say Harry Potter for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Harry say Harry Potter. <laughs> I never so. saw it. Uh, oh, no. oh yeah. Me neither. Of course. Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so Dallas is here. We're calling this a host show because in 2022, yes. Uh, uh, Scott Eastman to whom created this show. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. he is, he's, he's, his church has become a like their own church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It used to be life church downtown. Yep. And we did that for years and years and years. And, um, but Scott came to a point where he said, I think we can stand on our own. Yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm. and that's not to say it's like, so I'm not talking to you anymore. Give me back my baseball cards. Right. It, <laughs> it's not that it's, he, he, he has, he's a, he's a, he's a pastor of his own church. Yeah. And with mm -hmm. that comes a lot of responsibility. Yes. And so it, it was natural that we started. That's when I started hosting the show more mm -hmm. when Nancy started hosting the show more. And, uh, 
And in 22, he's, he's, he said, you know, I, I'm going to pop in from time to time, but uh, I, we should get a third host. Mm-hmm. And I totally respect that. I love that about him. Mm-hmm. I love what he's doing in downtown Green Bay with the Unchurch. And uh, <clears throat> check and, out Unchurch on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Instagram. Yeah. So she's our marketing person. <laughs> Shameless plug. It's but, my job. But with that, um, naturally, we had to have, we had to have a, a third host. And, and you know, I, I think people have this uh, illusion that there's a lot of staff members at Life Church Green Bay. But really, we can all fit in this podcast studio. Yeah, mm-hmm. we could. We could yeah. have an all staff. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so when one of the, when one of the staff members say, "Hey, I can't do that podcast," mm-hmm. you're like, "Well, there's like." We have Dallas. Dallas could do it. And so Dallas, I don't know if Dallas agreed to it. I, well, I, sure. I, I think <laughs> I was doing a podcast with Nancy and I said, I like podcasting. It's fun. She goes, oh, you do? Would you like <laughs> to do it more? Are so, you interested in helping? Are you interested podcast? in helping? <laughs> when we, and that was, it was completely a New Jersey accent. She yeah. was. <laughs> oh, no. We were in Minnesota this past weekend and my we went out for lunch and. My daughter was like, the waitress has such a cool accent. Minnesota. Minnesotan. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, you know. It is cool. So <laughs> Dallas will be on the rotation here. Uh, if no one has caught on to the pattern yet, it's I do it for a week. Nancy does it for a week. Scott used to do it for a week. And now mm-hmm. Dallas is going to be in that spot. So it's like Keith, Nancy, Dallas, Keith, Nancy, Dallas. And so naturally I get the week where I couldn't find a guest. And then we, <laughs> we, we, we conjured up this plan. Like, Whoa, why don't we have a host show? This idea. is great. This is perfect. And so that's what we're doing today. So, uh, with all that said, uh, let's get, let's get going on the show. Uh, have you ever done something that you shouldn't have and, and, and you've been forgiven for it? Doesn't that feel so good? Isn't it a f- such a feeling of relief, like, like, have you ever done something and you knew that you got caught and you knew that it was imminent, you knew that it was ominous and then that person, they just let you off with it? Doesn't that just feel like sweet relief? Like we wanted to teach our kids about forgiveness when they were real young and so uh, we, we taught them that when someone apologized, uh, when someone apologized to them, rather than saying, it's okay, we taught them to say, I forgive you. First of all, because it's not okay when someone does something wrong to you. And secondly, because we wanted them to get used to telling people that they're forgiven, that they forgive them. And the Apostle Paul, who wrote this beautiful letter, he, he knew that principle so well. He, he had this deep passion for people to feel the freedom that forgiveness brings. And the reason for that is because he'd been forgiven for so much. He'd been forgiven for so much. So the, the, the sermon really goes on the idea of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're under bondage if you're not forgiving people. Yeah. Um, because I mean, they're taking up a lot of like space inside your head and they're doing it rent free, mm-hmm. right? In, in my experience is like, when I, when I just can't get over something, and, and this is something I've worked on for nearing two decades now in my Jesus journey, the, the giving it up to God and giving it up quickly and meaning it when I give up. So I have, I've often said, God, just take this away from me, but I'm still totally holding on to yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But so the, 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 the basis of the, of the sermon was uh, we need to forgive people. Mm-hmm. You know, forgiveness is the solution to, to almost every problem you have. And that's probably, if, if you're taking like Jesus notes, like how do we be a better Jesus person? Forgive people, love yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Like those are like the, 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 the bullets right away but they're like the hardest things in a lot of instances to do. Yeah. That shows Jesus, I think, probably 
uh, to Nanji's people the most mm -hmm. is your forgiveness and showing the forgiveness of that. I love that he said that he teaches the kids that actually stole mm -hmm. that from him a couple of years ago. And that's the same thing we do is we go, instead of go, it's okay, it's okay. go, do you forgive? Yeah. And even, and, I, and I'm even trying to teach my kids that when it comes to me making mistakes, hey, you know what? I'm really sorry I did that. Do you forgive me? Mm -hmm. And I, and then I'll even say this, if you don't want to forgive me right now, that's fine. Because I want you, when you forgive me, you really forgive me. And so, but that, that is the truth. I, I totally agree. I think it really speaks Jesus a lot to where when you for say, Hey, I forgive you and, and take to it and to remove that weight from you. But also if you're able to do that to someone else or remove that weight from them, there is something that's bonding about that. And there's something mm -hmm. powerful about that. And like you said, like in pastor said, there's something freeing about that. Yeah. And I think sometimes we can forgive somebody um, but still maybe hold on to this assumption that maybe they haven't forgiven us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was something that I was kind of wrapping my head around after this message was, are there people in my life that if I see them across the room, mm -hmm. I I'm, I've forgiven them, but I'm worried that they haven't forgiven me. Yeah. And then to, to your point of like asking for that, like, yeah. do you forgive me? Yep. Can we, can we move forward from this? Is mm -hmm. this something that we need to talk through? Yep. And when you ask for forgiveness, I learned this early on. Um, I'm a, I'm a, a person that at one point in my life, I had to make a list of all people I'd harmed mm -hmm. and then became willing to make amends to them. Now in that step process, it doesn't say make a list of all people you had harmed and then mm -hmm. go do it. Like you have to go do it. Yeah. Like I just have to become willing to make amends. Yeah. Right. Um, wow. And with that, because just the willingness is, a, is, is freedom from bondage. Yeah. Like there are, were some people in my life where they had wronged me greatly and and I have I haven't physically gone face to face to them and said da da da, but I did this and da da da. So you I, have not done that. You're saying there you are some, there yeah. are some, mm -hmm. but I became willing that if the right if the situation this was proposed to me mm. when they offered when it was it was told like told me how to do it like so let's say you're in a cave with that person mm -hmm. and you're in a cave in right would you not sit down look them in the eye and say I'm sorry yeah mm -hmm. and then I said well you know what in that weird scenario where I'm in this cave mm -hmm. and there's a cave in <laughs> yeah. and there's probably critters all over the place mm. and I'm not getting out for a few hours. Yeah. And it's just me and him. Yeah. Maybe I would. Yeah. And he said, well, that, you just became willing. Yep. Yeah. And then those little grains of became willing mm -hmm. turn into when that heart opens up a lot of times. in, in when I ask for forgiveness, um, it's not really, I don't hunt these people. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when I'm ready for it yeah. and God sees that, my heart is ready for it. These mm -hmm. people just have always just landed in my lap. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't saw you in years and you're like literally next to me in the grocery store. And I've had instances where that in, in where I'd be like, Hey, hey man, do you, I don't know if you remember me, but uh, remember, remember that and I explain it a little bit. Yeah. A lot of times people are like, no, um, yeah. I have no, yeah. Hey, I but don't see, know who you are. That's the part that I'm saying. How interesting yeah. because sometimes we can, maybe approach someone with the assumption that they haven't forgiven yeah. you, uh -huh. you because you haven't asked for that forgiveness, but maybe they moved on right. the week after and yep. you still have it right. in your heart or in your mind that, Oh my gosh, when I see that person, yeah. it's going to be so awkward mm -hmm. and whatever, but maybe they've, but so I feel like even, even if you've forgiven that person, sometimes you can still hold on to that piece. Yeah. Of it. You've made skyscrapers like the, out of mole holes. Right, exactly. Wow. Stop yeah. it. So like, yeah. so with that, with the, with the idea yeah. of becoming willing, yeah. And if the situation presents itself, would you, mm -hmm. um, 
it doesn't matter how really if your heart's with God and God is directing that, it doesn't matter if they have forgiven you or not. Right. Because yeah. your yeah. end of yeah. the bargain, yeah. your end of the street is clean. Yeah. And I can only clean my end of the street. I can't care what the what the what the people across the street are doing mm -hmm. on their on their mm -hmm. plot. I can only clean my end. Yeah. I think the two things in my G's journey that I have found the most freedom in, like where I worship differently, I like read differently, I'm just a happier person is when I ask for forgiveness. So like when I confess my sins, mm -hmm. when I'm open and honest about that, and when I forgive, which they're, they're the same thing. You're asking, you're forgiving and you're asking for forgiveness. And so it's very true how powerful and how freeing forgiveness is. Uh, Cause I, 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 I even remember there was a time where a friend of mine was like, Hey, let's go. We used to do a thing in Vegas where we would go and just pray and worship. Like it sounds so hippie-ish when I say it, but <laughs> we would go on a mountain and we'd just, Hey, let's go pray. Let's go worship. He'd bring his acoustic. And I remember the, the one of the nights I did it, I, I confessed some sins like mm -hmm. publicly and which I was really embarrassed about. But once it was out and I was free of it, yeah. I mean, I was probably so hippie-ish that because I was singing and I was praying. <laughs> and you I let was, it all go. I let it all go. <laughs> and it was, oil. Yeah, yeah. I, no, yeah, no, but it was just, it was, it was such a, I, I still remember it. I think mm -hmm. that was over gosh, 15 years ago. And I still remember where I was standing. I remember yeah. it was, yeah, I remember who was there. Well, almost everyone who was there, a couple. But anyways, but it was such, when I think of freedom, I think of that. Mm -hmm. How you just are, you go all in on on just Jesus because you're, you just, you feel this weight gone. Yeah. And that's, you get that from forgiveness. I've had, I've had instances like that. And that's uh, really cool that you bring that up because it's a, a side note of like mm -hmm. forgiving mm -hmm. um, is, for, like you have to admit to yourself that there's something actually wrong. So like I, I do this frequently because I have found a lot of healing in it where I admit my faults to myself, then to God say, all right, dude, you, you were, I really, I Keith, you really screwed that up. Mm -hmm. God, I'm really screwing that up. And then I have to go tell somebody else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the telling somebody else you cautious, if you're surrounded by people that are untrustworthy, but if there sure. are people that, that if you're surrounding yourself with people that, love you and care for you. Mm -hmm. If you confess that, that word confession, like I think that we get this idea that it needs to be in like this box in a dark church and <laughs> door opens and be like, tell me your sins. Father has been, yeah. it's not like that. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Like confession, confession is literally just saying like, bro, you know what I did yesterday? I did this and it was really stupid. Mm -hmm. And the people I tell, I confess my stuff to don't even know I'm confessing. Yeah. Like, cause that, it's like, just a conversation. It's just a conversation. And you're just being, Honest and truthful. I feel like, and there might be another clip here that talks about that, but he said, stop lying to yourself. So I feel like not confessing some of those things or not having those conversations and not admitting those things you're, and you're by default, you're basically lying to yourself that you haven't done anything yeah. wrong. Yeah. So what are those things? Right. And yeah. are you going to be truthful with someone else mm -hmm. to confess those things? Right. Yeah. I love this segment. I love that you're spoiling the show. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we often underestimate the power of forgiveness. Have you ever considered how sinful you are? Imagine if, if you went next door to the Walmart and you got your little school notebook, college ruled notebook, and, and you just wrote down every wrong thing you've ever done. 
If you wrote down everything you should have done, but you didn't, including every person you should have helped, every injustice you should have fought, and every dollar that you should have given to help others. Add to that list all the sinful thoughts you've had, every sinful word you've communicated, and every sinful motive that's compelled you to do anything bad that you've ever done. How many notebooks would you need to fill if you put every one of those things on a list? Y'all, we are sinful. And our sin, the Bible says, is an assault. It's, it's an attack on God. In fact, theologian R.C. Sproul said, every sin is an act of cosmic treason. It is a futile attempt to dethrone God of his sovereign authority. And yet, God forgives over and over and over again. And so should you. And I know it's hard. I mean, I know it's hard, but the Bible says we only have two possible responses when it comes to those who've sinned against us. We have forgiveness or we have bitterness. And like weeds, the Bible tells us bitterness has roots. So when others sin against us, we can either whack away at the surface, we can try to get rid of our frustrations, our disappointments, our angers, our hurts, our sadness, or we can pull up our bitterness before it takes root. If you don't pull up the root of bitterness, it's always gonna return. And every time it comes back, it will be bigger and the roots will go deeper. I love the list, the list. I think, cause when you look at it in that perspective, when it comes to forgive, forgiving, it, it doesn't villainize the person you need to forgive because you have this perspective where you go, wait a minute, I've done that. You know, and so, and, and I'm, there's instances actually even just recently where I'm not villainizing the person, but uh, a person did something and I wanted to go, come on, like, I need you to take this serious, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. But then I had to stop and go, wait a minute, but I've done that. And so my response is going, it's, it happens. Don't worry about it. You know, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try it again next week, things like that. And so I have to remind myself the thing you're probably angry and you, and, and you, uh, you know, with your fleshliness want to not forgive, you have to stop and go, but I needed to be forgiven of that. And so I think that helps a ton when you look at it at, if you could write down everything you said, cause I mean, think about it in that perspective, if you actually did that and, and then you did a thing where like, okay, uh, I'm going to write down every sin I did. And if, if my, if, if my sin is not on the list, I'm not going to forgive him. Nine out of 10 times, you're like, ah, oh, it's on the list. All right. Yeah. You know, um, and even that one time you'd be like, but, but this one's close, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this offense. And so I think that perspective, I think would help, helps a ton to not let the root of bitterness come up because you go, yeah, I, I've done that too. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like what you said about not villainizing the other person, because mm -hmm. if we're not owning up to what we've put on the list, like what you yeah, literally reiterating what you said. If we're not owning up to that, mm -hmm. then we're like, well, it's their fault. And you can justify, well, they had this going on or this is this or this is that. And you start to make things up, yeah. make up excuses or make things up as to why it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes not even understanding that or not realizing when I think of forgiveness or when I think of acts that need to be forgiven, I mm -hmm. think of like tangible, like I stole a candy bar, yeah. you know? Yep. I don't think often enough about the power of the tongue mm -hmm. and the things that I say that might cause offense that I don't realize that 
that's something that I need to be forgiven for. Yeah. Or yeah. that I may have have to ask for forgiveness from. Very you know true. what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Don't. So like I could I could totally see like, well I said it because. Mm-hmm. And, and justifying and justify, the situation yeah. or justifying my reaction or something. But I don't know. I think it, it comes back to that villainizing the other person yeah. versus owning up to it. Yeah. Um, so I got two parts from that, from that clip, the, the, it's important to take an inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're, if we're following Christ, we, we need to take conscious, like, note of how we're acting, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't fly by the seat of my pants with how I act. I don't fly by the seat of my pants with how I talk. I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then those have to almost always follow up an apology. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, as Christians, we, we need to, we need to take note of how we're acting. Mm-hmm. If not just for like journaling our progression. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't journal like as in regards to pay, pay, pen and paper and gotcha. sit down. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I know a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have done written inventories. Like any, any business that doesn't take consistent inventory will go bankrupt. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I, I do a consistent inventory and I have on paper um, in the early part of my, of my Jesus journey, I, I took inventories. A lot like, like, like pastor was saying there, you know, go and get a notebook and just start writing. Yeah. Start mm-hmm. writing down the good, the bad and the ugly mm-hmm. because any, any, if you, if you only write down all the stuff you're terrible at, mm-hmm. you're, you're just going to see yourself as a terrible person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you are comprised of a lot of things, some of which are bad, some of which are good, and some of which are indifferent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, as a business would take an inventory of everything in their stockhouse, you need to take an inventory of everything you've done. Mm-hmm. Some of those are good, some of those are bad. Yeah. So by the end of my list, and then I ultimately, my, my, the next step on that is to confess it to a, a human being. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then myself and God. Um, but once I started writing, like once I, once I started that writing process, uh, I, I was, I started forgiving myself. Mm. Like it wasn't as, it wasn't as big and scary. Mm. Like, like how you were saying, Dallas, you're like the things I was writing on that piece of paper. I wasn't inventing. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was nothing new. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a new word that was created mm-hmm. for the stuff mm-hmm. I had done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had done some bad stuff. Yeah. Right. And some stuff that was in my head and I, I lived in, fear and shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. I'd done those things, yeah. but they're all words for the things I'd done. Mm-hmm. So when I told it to a person, uh, my, my full inventory, I just took an afternoon, went with, uh, went with a person that we, we all know on this table, but per, that's not the point of the story, but I remember I was finished with it. Like this list, this laundry list of all the things I'd done bad, all mm-hmm. the things that I think I'm good at and all the things that I am good at. Then he looked at me and goes, that it? bro you heard you heard what i said right like like okay so what we're gonna do here is we're gonna pray to god about it we're gonna ask god to remove it and we're gonna ask god to strengthen it yeah and it's been now 19 years or so since that afternoon and i i couldn't tell you more than one or two things that was on those seven or eight pages Mm -hmm. so i ended up burning that list because of the advice he said (laughs) If someone gets this gets this piece of paper, mm-hmm. they're gonna read it. You think that could do more damage? I said, absolutely. I go burn it. Yeah, I did. And when I burned it, prayed to God, and I said, it's done. And and lo and behold, guys, it was done. Yeah, yeah. it was finished. And that's and that's that freedom that we were talking that about before. Yeah, because it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's gone. The guilt, the shame, yes. everything is gone. I know that in my early part of uh, my journey, 
I didn't have, I didn't have like an idea how to do these things. Yeah. And so I tell you that story. So if you're listening, you're like, I never thought about doing that. Just write it down and then tell somebody I trust and burn it and tell God, maybe, maybe I'll get over. Mm -hmm. That's how it worked for me. Yeah. If it worked for me, I can't see why it couldn't work for you. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I totally, totally agree. Well, in the end of that other, that same clip, um, he talked about bitterness growing roots. And it reminds me of what you had said about the skyscrapers, because that's really, it's the same idea yes. yeah. yep. is like this thing is festering and it's turning into something. And then it kind of wraps around your heart and then you can't do anything without that being there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I mean, not to do a shameless plug for journey to wholeness, but I mean, pastor yes. Dallas, you're a facilitator for journey to wholeness. Yep. And that's really what it is. It's you take, you take an inventory of your life mm-hmm. and really dig into like what weeds need to get pulled up, yeah, what things need to get correct. addressed in order to be able to heal from it Yes, and yes. find freedom and then be able to like live a better Jesus journey. Yep. So. The old, the old saying, there's, there's a dozen ways to skin a cat mm-hmm. and journey to wholeness is one that we know works. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so I know that if, if you, if you're listening to this, likely you go to life church mm-hmm. and with that, you've heard us talk about journey to wholeness. You've seen the promo videos for it. Uh, if you're in a, if you're in a spot, you're yeah. like, you're like, what do I, I don't know where to go next. Yeah. And you haven't tried journey to wholeness. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. I've skinned that cat like four times. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that I just, it's, it's been something where every, I think the reason I love it so much is every time I've done it, I go, Oh wow. That just got exposed and not right. just bad stuff. There's a lot of good stuff that got exposed and stuff like that, which I really, really love. And so, I mean, the last time, cause you talk about inventory timeline, mm-hmm. there was something that uh, one of my favorite memories was brought up. Uh, and I was like, oh yeah, like I remember that it was, it had to do with Batman. When Batman <laughs> came out in 1989, I remember, uh, that being one of the best days of my life because after we saw the movie, we all, my dad would do these night jogs and we went with him that night. Wow. And I was like, it was one of the best days of my life. And so I was like, that's 1989. And I've had, you know, really, really great days to that, but that, but I forgot about that. And I did during wholeness. I was like, oh, I love that. And it did, it brought some great memories that then it just spawned to other great things mm-hmm. about people and, and people that I villainized going back right. to that word that I had to go, oh, wait, no, he, she are, you know, had some great moments in my life. Yeah, so. there is some good there too. Yes. And I think that, you know, like you said, you've done it a few different times. Yeah. And in the beginning, you're getting through some of those deep roots. Mm-hmm. And now through that healing process, you're able to see those yeah. happy memories and the things, oh, I thought it was just this. Yeah. This guy was just this way or this yeah. is how it was. Yep. But then when you can remove some of that. Yes. That's distracting you from who that person is. It yep. gives you the opportunity to see differently. Totally. In dealing with our potential bitterness, Paul encourages us to stop lying, to speak the truth. But to do that, we have to be honest about some of our most painful memories. We, we have to ask soul-searching questions and get beyond simple cliches where people ask us how we are and we just say, I'm fine because for many of you, you're not. It's not true. It's not, you're not fine. It's one of the big reasons why we do Journey to Wholeness, which I'm going to talk at the end about some things that we're really going to lean into. 
in 2022. And journey to wholeness is one of those things. This idea that if we do not get to the core of what it is that has offended us, if we don't get to the core of that thing that's holding us back, all life will be is window service. We've got to get inside and dig and do the hard work. And Paul was clear, if bitterness isn't exchanged for forgiveness, it escalates and becomes increasingly devastating to both you and to everyone around you. Okay, so I, I know what you're probably thinking. <laughs> are, are our numbers so low that we're going to keep promoting during the whole So, Did we plan this? I, 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 we didn't plan this. No. Um, I, want, I want to tell you how I, how I come up with the clips. Um, so the host comes up with, at, right after service, I, I, I process the audio from it. I send it off to that, that week's host. And they have the rest of Sunday, early Monday morning to pull clips for the show. Um, so this week I pulled clips for it. So I sit down, I listen to the whole sermon. I, I meditate on it. And when something pops out, I stop and I cut it out. Uh, to be truthful, I come into the shows then not really, because I don't re-listen to them. Mm-hmm. I kind of, ex- I just press the export button. Yeah. I send them over to my guest. And I don't remember a lot of times what we're going to talk about, yeah. when we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you said the, I remember that line when you brought it up earlier and you're like, I think later on they talk about this. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember hearing something like that. But I didn't know that that was coming. If, yeah. if I, I knew, didn't either. If I knew the journey, to, <laughs> if I knew that was coming, I would have did it more tactfully. Yeah. Um, not that it wasn't intact or tasteful, but mm-hmm. I don't want you to listen and be like, come on. Because yeah. uh-huh. tr- uh, truthfully, I had no, I had no idea what I was getting into with sound clip three. I didn't either. I, I, I hadn't a, listened. Truthfully, no. I don't know what, what I, I completely forgot. And maybe this is bad. I completely forgot what I exported for clip four. Gotcha. So I don't know what's coming so, up next. So, we'll so, find out. so yeah. if we prophesize the next clip, <laughs> yeah. just know, just know honestly <laughs> as a listener that like, I, I, I totally, when it was playing, I was like, I don't remember this. Yeah. yeah. And then Nancy goes, I don't either. Yeah. yeah. And the Dallas goes, and I yeah. did just a look on my face because because mm-hmm. that's what Dallas said. He did a look like, yeah. Huh? Well, the, yeah, it was really going like, oh, I can talk about this, but I didn't want to be the guy who like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to yeah. go into the clip again. But it's so, so true that people don't realize when you lie to yourself about hurt, you are re- you are keeping yourself from freedom mm-hmm. when you go. Oh, that, that no, that wasn't that bad. No, that wasn't that bad and it was that bad, you are keeping yourself from walking in that freedom of forgiveness and fr- and freedom from forgiving that we talked about earlier in the podcast. And so it's so important that you just are honest and go, yeah, you know what? That did hurt. That hurt a lot. And, 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 then, and then on top of that say, but I still forgive you. It's because what you're doing is you're just taking all the baggage of it mm-hmm. with you. Like you're, 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 you're not giving them an empty suitcase. You're giving them a suitcase full of it and saying, but here I'm, I'm not giving to the person. I'm, I'm forgiving you of all of it. Everything that was attached to it because I want to be free from it, Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, is so, so crucial. You got, <laughs> so, so I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, so, but I'm, I don't have anything. We're just, gotcha. So we'd sit around a table and I'm, we're like, we like look at each other and like, we kind yeah. of each give like, like these eyes, next? like, like, Oh, I'll, I'll chime in here. I, and so Nancy had that look in her face. Yeah. Like, Oh, I, I'll chime in here. And then my fault. I, I really thought was Nancy me. was next. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. So you <laughs> also read that the same way. I like, did, she's, I like, like yeah. she's like, she's uh, like, and she moved the mic and she was like, all right, we're ready. I, I was ready to say something and then I didn't really know what I was going to say. So no, and it's, I mean, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, I don't. So, like I said, I didn't listen to the clips ahead of time. So, yeah. I, so I don't know. This whole segment might have been a train wreck, but. Well, no, I, well, I, no. I think what you said, said is great. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I just, I just bailed. I tell you what, in, in, my, in my experience, when I've had, when I've held resentment towards a human being, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I and I know this because sometimes when I bring it up, like, you know what, man, when this happened, this it really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times people don't know that they're the cause of your resentment. A lot of times people don't know that they're, that they're, they said something that yeah. offended you. Right. Yeah. Uh, I would say probably more times than not in my experiences, if there were 10 times that I was resentful, I'd say nine of those, the person didn't know that. Yes. They didn't do it intentionally. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. And so with that idea that, I remind myself that, you know, they didn't know they were mm-hmm. being a D bag. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. I mean, they were, yes. but they didn't, yeah. they, but they, they didn't. weren't intentionally doing it to yes. ruin my day. And I remember that mm. yeah. like they didn't, they're, they're, they didn't wake up this morning to, to offend me, mm-hmm. right. you know, and sometimes and I'm not saying that people don't, yeah. sometimes that happens. But in, in the truthful experience, when you take the inventory of it, you're like, ah, they were just, they said something and I was offended by it. And I, didn't, yeah. And I didn't speak up mm-hmm. yeah. because I didn't think it was a big deal. And truthfully, as I say it out loud, it probably isn't that big of a yeah. deal. I'm blowing it out of proportion, but it's a big deal to me. Yeah. And and sometimes saying that makes it not turn into a bigger deal. Yeah. Because then from one day it's going to turn into a, something else and then yeah. the next thing and then the next thing and it spirals. Yeah. I, I, I'm a notorious person that like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm sarcastic by nature mm-hmm. and I'm, right. I, I'm like, I like, I joke about it. I don't like serious situations all yeah. too often. Yeah. And that is cool. Cause like a lot of people are, somewhat attracted to that. Yeah. And like I'm in circles where people laugh a lot, but mm-hmm. then it, there is a, a other side of that sword where I'm in circles where somebody's like, what? I was kind of a, why do you say that? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and so as I've aged, mm-hmm. I have, I've worried more about that, about, mm-hmm. and, you know, how you're being perceived, how I'm being perceived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of times that it's in work environments where I'll, I'll go to a coworker mm-hmm. um, in the last 20 years and been like, you know what? I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't, it was, I didn't mean it like towards you, Right. Mm-hmm. you know, it was, I was just being an idiot and I'm yeah. sorry. You I know? think something that comes to mind just about that is that like you and I will have conversations or, or, you know, my, myself and Keith with another person at work mm-hmm. and I'll be super quick. Keith is very slow to speak, which is like, I think an awesome wise trait, yeah. <laughs> not saying that you're old. No, it, it, it definitely wasn't. That's not how I'm programmed. Really? That's a rewiring. Yeah. So yeah. like <laughs> you're, you're slow to speak and I can be quick to speak. And mm-hmm. so then I'll say something I regret. And I remember there was one time that I, I said something and you kind of looked at me like, you really didn't want to say that. And you're <laughs> going to need to go back and apologize for saying that to that person. Yeah. I, I literally feel like you kicked me. <laughs> do you remember yeah. what I'm talking about? I do. I do. Where you're like, oh yeah, don't you don't want to say that? Yeah. And, and the same kind of thing. Like you're just very aware of mm-hmm. of those scenarios where you might be perceived a certain way mm-hmm. of you know the sarcasm or whatever yeah. that, and you don't mean it that way. And yeah. uh, truthfully, I wake up in the morning. I want to. I, I love. I love the people around me. I just. I'm. I'm a. I'm a person that loves people. Yep. I have very very mm-hmm. few enemies, mm-hmm. and I'd like to think that very few people dislike me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which in my delusional head, there's probably a lot more people than, but when, when you wake up with the objective to just be, do the, do the next right thing, just mm-hmm. do the next right thing yeah. today, make a little bit better today than it was yesterday. Um, the, the cleaning up your mess is less frequent with that, but it came from a lifestyle of just making messes everywhere I went. Yeah. 
I was going to say that, and, and, um, and before we move on is I think when we lie to ourselves by offense, we are not giving value to ourselves. We think we're not good enough to confess it or, or we think, you know what, I, I'll just, I, I'll just, I'll just keep it in. And, and we're, what we're doing is we're devaluing ourselves in that. And, and in fact, sometimes we'll, we'll lie to ourselves because we assume going back to, we assume they're losing sleep because we're losing right. sleep over yeah, it. Yeah. So we'll say, you know what, I'm just going to forget about it so that they don't have to worry about right. it. But the reality is they're not worrying about it. And so you're just hurting yourself when you are not being truthful with yourself. Mm-hmm. So value yourself and say, you know what, this is worth talking about. This is worth getting past and moving forward from so that I can heal and move forward. And I think that's really, really huge. We have to recognize forgiveness for what it is. We have to realize forgiveness isn't about them. And quite frankly, forgiveness isn't even about us. It's all about Jesus. Because forgiveness is actually an act of worship where we release it to him and trust that he'll return it to us. Forgiveness is not denying that the sin occurred or diminishing its evil. In the process of forgiveness, we do not need to say nothing happened or or, or we don't need to say that what happened was no big deal because it was. Instead, we should say sin happened. And that sin was such a big deal that Jesus died for it. The sin that was propagated against you was so significant that he gave his life. So I, um, I've talked about this a couple of times. Um, so when I think about forgiveness, I think about my father who I have a really great relation with. Um, we just had a great conversation where he was, he was like, man, I wish, I wish the rest of my kids talked to me. Like you talked to me. It was like that good of a conversation, but there was a time in my life where he was my villain. In fact, he was the person that I said, I will never forgive. And I was very comfortable with that. And even giving my life to Jesus, I was like, I'll forgive everyone except him. He will forever be my Lex Luthor. He'll forever be my Joker. He'll forever be, I mean, every comic books villain, that's what my dad was going to be. And I remember praying, worshiping, I can't remember what it was, but I've, and I still, this statement comes to my head all the time when I think about forgiveness. And it is, I felt like God told me, because I forgave you, I need you to forgive him. And I think, and I love that pastor talked about that. The things that Jesus forgave me for, because I forgave you, I forgave you of your sins, past, present, and future. I, for, I have, I have uh, forgiven you of your, all the things you felt guilty and shame, the weight of your sin I have forgiven. And because of that, I need you to forgive your dad. And I, and I, and I fought that and I wrestled with it and, and, um, and then every time the reality of my forgiveness came up, it motivated me to forgive more and more and more. And, and I can really say I have forgiven my dad because I see it in our conversations. I see it in the way I look at him. I see about it when I, um, when I think about like his demise, which is, I don't, I know this sounds really more, uh, you know, dark, but I, I asked myself if my, if I got a phone call today from his wife saying your dad died, how, how would you respond? And I just, I cannot see myself not bawling. And this was a person that I thought at one point in my life that if I got that phone call, I'd be like, well, good. I'm glad it finally happened. Like, uh, and so I think that's where I'm reminded how powerful 
forgiveness is because this, again, it's changed my whole outlook on a person that I thought I would hate forever. So Yeah, it reminds me of, I grew up in a Lutheran church. And so every Sunday we would say the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. And the line that would always stand out to me was, forgive us our trespasses yep. as we forgive those who trespass against us. Mm-hmm. And it, uh pastor says it towards the end of his message. He says, I've been forgiven, so I will forgive. Yes. I've, and to have to say that out loud yes. and remind yourself like, I've been forgiven. Yeah. So I have to forgive. Yep. Other, you know, and so it's, it's not the other way around. Yep. Um, and I think that that's just important to remember is like, I've been forgiven. Yep. So I will forgive. And I know I've said it a few times, but it's yep. like really saying that out loud, you yeah. know, and realizing the power of reminding yourself mm-hmm. in through your own words yeah. and through your own, like, there is a lot that goes into what you're saying. Yeah. And so I feel like that reminds me of the the worship comment, yes. you know, like claiming things and, mm-hmm. you know, doing that. And I feel like that's a little bit similar to yeah. saying these things. Yeah. Cause worship should not be something that you just do when you're in a good mood. Right. Like, Oh, today's a good day. I'm going to worship Jesus. Like mm-hmm. your worship should probably be more powerful on your worst days. Cause you're like, God, I need you to take this. Cause I can't mm-hmm. hold it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's, those are great points. Um, you know, if you're, if you're listening, I, I, I know those people wronged you. Like, mm-hmm. I know some stuff happened. I, I can say that not like a, like a mentalist, but because stuff happens to everybody. Yes. But it doesn't, it doesn't mean that your pain or your suffering doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but know that you're not alone. Yeah. We all have this, we all have this demon with us fueled by fear, powered by rage. Yeah. It happened. It, 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 you know, I, I don't know your circumstance, but I wish it didn't happen. Yes. But what are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. You know, I think us as Jesus people, I think in the media, we get a bad rap sometimes. Like we get the holier than thou. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like the, Oh, you just think you're better. You, come saying, saying these rules and saying these laws. And, and, and a lot of times it's warranted, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you in this instance, be the better person. Yeah. Yeah. You are a Jesus person. Be the better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forgive somebody. Mm-hmm. That's what Christ did. That's what he did for you. Yeah. The, the longer, the longer you're up in your head by yourself, the more dangerous it gets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your, your head, your head's a, a terribly dangerous place to be there by yourself. Yeah. And I know when I had my life just full of anger and hatred and it was all, it's all based on fear, but that's another point. Mm -hmm. But when that happened and then that bondage was released, it was released when I forgave myself. Yeah. When I told another human being. And then when I asked God to forgive me. Yeah. Then when God said, all right, yeah, you are forgiven took the, took the sword, did the old night thing around my head. <laughs> yeah. And he said, now I want you to go out and I want you to find some of those people. And I want you to say, sorry. Yeah. If you can find them, mm-hmm. say, sorry. Yeah. Unless you're saying, sorry, will hurt them. Yeah. yeah. Never say sorry. If it's going to put somebody in a situation where they're, where they're in worse shape. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that, that, that takes some time too, to be like, you know what? I could go to this, I'd go to this high school girlfriend mm-hmm. and tell all this, 
the stuff that I don't even know if she knows mm-hmm. I could do that. And yeah. then God immediately slaps me and be like, what good is that going to do for her? Mm-hmm. Now you're, now you're apologizing for your own for cause yeah. and not for the sake of righting a wrong and for mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And so that was, a, that was a slippery, like a, like a slippery little slope to be like, to, to navigate around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I gave it to God and I trusted that he had the right, the right idea and the right plan. And I said, let me just follow it. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, I, the, the wreckage of my past got clear. Yeah. And I wonder what, what can you do as a listener today to clear away some of your wreckage? Yeah. And I, I was going to say too, is um, I think some of people's story isn't going to have like a happy ending like me and my dad. And I, cause I could say there's a person that I've forgiven that I don't know if I'll have a relationship with this person again. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with us, be, me saying, I forgive you, but I think we just have to cut ties from here and you can still get that freedom. And so I'm not, I, do, I want you to know some of you guys who are listening, you say, well, it's easy for you to have that. You don't understand what this person did to me. And I get that. And I totally understand that. And, but I'm saying for forgiveness brings freedom, even if there's not a relationship afterwards, you forgiving that person is for you. Like pastor said, forgiveness is for you. It's not for them. And so you don't have to have a happy ending with some of these people. Maybe it's just, I forgive you, but I don't know if I can have you in my life anymore, but I forgive you. And so again, you're, you're released that you're letting go of it, but you, then you're just moving on. So. Yeah. You saying that reminded me of the idea of reconciliation, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's not, it's not about reconciling. Yeah. Um, even though that might be what you want. Yep. And that's, I mean, to your point of going back to the girlfriend, like, yeah. is it, is it for your own good that you want to have mm-hmm. this conversation mm-hmm. or is it for the good of the relationship or the good of the offender? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I'm all out of sound bites. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm all out of sound bites. So I, I, I'll push this button and, and we'll just, <laughs> So thanks for joining us today for this episode of Chew on That. If you enjoyed this episode and think someone you know may benefit from the topics we discussed, uh, share the link to this podcast on social media platforms. That is like literally one of the best ways to get this podcast out to people that could just benefit from it. Right. Um, We'd also love it if you would rate and review the podcast. Um, This also gets just more attention towards Mm -hmm. the podcast, which ultimately the more attention to the podcast, um, the more and more people can be exposed to the life-giving message of Jesus. Yeah. And that's really the end goal. You know, mm-hmm. if, if we're producing content mm-hmm. that um, is in his name yeah. and for our church, then let people know. Yeah. yeah. Because so five star that baby. Yeah, five stars. <laughs> stars. The more, the more people that hear about things like this, are ultimately hearing more about Jesus. Yeah. And that is the mission. That's the goal that you wake up for every day. Yeah. So my name is Keith. I, I thanks again for 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 listening. Thanks, Nancy and uh and and Dallas for, yeah. for being here. And we can't wait to talk with you guys again next week. All right. <laughs> <laughs>